What's going on guys, it's Ryan Cameron, Trackstar Sports, and you're listening to Out of the Pen. Hope everyone had a great week this week, I know I did, I had a great time up in Ohio, I just made it back to Missouri not too long ago, so it's been a long day, but I'm so happy to be talking baseball with you guys. You know, um, there's been a lot of stuff going on this week, and uh, one of them I want to bring up first on the show is that our boy Eric Boston is not going to be on the show tonight due to him graduating college tonight. So everyone hit him up on Twitter, congratulate him, show him some love. Man's got four kids at home and a wife, and he's still graduating college. I'm pretty sure he's about to start on his master's. So, you know, everyone show him some love. He's such a hardworking guy, and he he deserves everything that he's getting. You know, so uh, we're going to switch it over to baseball, of course. And the first thing I want to talk about is Matt Harvey getting traded to the Reds. Now, anyone who listened to the show two weeks ago, I kind of called this. Maybe not to the Reds, but I said a team who is not going to be doing too well is probably going to take a chance on him, hoping that he does something special for them and they're able to get something for him maybe at the trade trade deadline. You know, um, so the Cincinnati Reds pick him up. It's no risk to them. Why wouldn't they pick him up? He wasn't going to go down to the minors like Eric had said. The Reds are a perfect fit for him. He's not under any pressure to win there. And I really think it's going to help him out. I know tonight um, he was off to a pretty good start. He started out with four scoreless innings. I'm not sure where he's at right now. But, you know, look, the guy, you know, 6.10 ERA on the year. He's only gone six innings once this year, and in that game, he gave up six runs. So, you know, he's struggling. He needs a new change of scenery. I think he's going to get that in Cincinnati, and like I just said, I think he's going to get a lot of that pressure off of him because they're not going to win this year. So it's not going to hurt them by picking him up, and I think it's going to help him by them picking him up. So I think it's a great move for both of them, and I do think it's going to end up working out well for them. Um, you know, we're going to have to wait and see, of course, but I I do hope Matt Harvey kind of gets it back with the Reds, and I think he can. I think with the pressure of New York compared to the pressure of Cincinnati, I mean, come on. I think he's going to be able to really pick it up, and I think he's going to have a great, you know, rest of the year for them. I think you could see his ERA drop down into the fours, uh, probably high fours, but you know, that would be a good rest of the season for him if he could get that going. So I, I hope that that does happen for him. Next thing I want to talk about is, of course, Man Jam Paxton of the Seattle Manors throwing a no-no on my birthday Tuesday, May 8th, against the Blue Jays. Now, this no-hitter was very interesting for many different reasons. A, Paxton is from Canada. And he threw it in Toronto. That's amazing. That's awesome, you know. Uh, nine innings pitch, of course. He didn't even throw 100 pitches. It only took him 99 pitches, 7 Ks. He was getting them down easy. So um, he did, of course, have a couple walks to prevent the perfect game. But great outing by him. It was so cool, you know, to see him do it in Toronto in his home country. That was awesome. You know, the other thing that makes a no-hitter kind of cool is there has been three no-hitters this year. One in Canada, one in the United States, and one in Mexico. That's pretty unique in baseball, and it shows just how global baseball is. So, you know, great job 
by Paxton. Great job by the MLB with spreading these out, you know, going to Puerto Rico, Mexico, um, and of course, you know, having a Toronto team always play it in Canada. But still, you know, it, it's just such a unique thing. Um, you don't see it every year by any standard. So it's just, you know, very cool thing. Um, so congrats to him and, you know, congrats to Seattle on that and, and the city of Toronto because they were really behind him, especially for being an away, you know, pitcher. So that was really cool to see. Um, you know, uh, one other thing I'm going to switch over to is Johnny Cueto is going to be out six to eight weeks. He had an elbow strain, and um, the Giants have placed him on a 60-day DL. So, uh, you know, he's going to be out for a while, and, and that's a huge hit for them. I mean, this guy was off to a phenomenal start. In 32 innings pitch, he only gave up three runs in 32 innings pitch, .84 ERA. I mean, probably off to the best start of his career. So, I mean, that is going to hurt them Big time, you know, trying to keep up with all of those teams out there in Arizona, L.A., Colorado. You know, that's going to that's gonna really hurt them. Um, you know, I believe they're 19 and 20 now in the year due to their loss tonight. But, you know, I can't say it enough. You know, I thought San Francisco was going to be able to stay in there. But with Bumgarner out and, and Cueto out, you know, I think you're going to start to see them kind of fall off the map now. And that's unfortunate. You know, with Cueto in there, he was definitely probably the best pitcher in baseball so far this season. And um, definitely up there for the Cy Young if he were to continue doing it. So to say it's a huge hit is an understatement. I mean, it's disastrous for the Giants. But... Just like in any sport, next man up, the Giants are going to have to figure something out, and I'm sure they will. You know, um, do I see them making the playoffs now? No, because you're not going to have Bumgarner out for a lot of the season and then have Cueto out for, you know, two months of the season and still make the playoffs. They don't have that great of depth to be able to do that. So, you know, this is disastrous for them. Um, You know... The NL West is so stacked that this just, it hurts them in a way I can't even say. You know, this has been the biggest blow, I think, to any team this season. Um, So I feel for him. And, you know, Cueto, I hope you get healthy soon, man, and get back out there on the mound and continue what you started out to do. Everyone, if you have not downloaded Podcast Republic yet, go out and download the app. It's an awesome app. You know, we're one of their featured artists, so jump on there. Any Android user, go out there and get this app tonight. You know, do it. You won't regret it. I can promise you that. I have heard nothing but great reviews from it. It's a great, great, great app. So make sure you go out and download it. You know, um, our feature tonight is going to be on the AL Central, which anyone who listens to the show knows me and Eric, both of our teams hail from the, from the AL Central. And, you know... I'm sure um, a lot of you guys laugh at the Hale Central this year, kind of like we do. Um, no one's off to a great start in the Hale Central, including the Indians, who are sitting in first place right now at 18 and 19. Minnesota is in second, um, a game behind at 15 and 18. Detroit's in third, two and a half back at 15 and 21. 
The Royals are in fourth at 13 and 25, sitting five and a half back. And the White Sox are in last at nine and 26, eight games back. Um, Cleveland is the only team in this division that has a differential in the green. Um, you know, Minnesota's differential on the season, minus 19, Detroit minus 8, the Royals minus 56, um, you know, and the White Sox minus 65. One interesting thing, and it's unfortunate that Eric's not on the show because I'm about to brag about a team I don't brag about ever, um, but the Royals' bats are really starting to wake up, which no one saw coming. I don't think it's going to last but, man, are they hitting the ball well. They scored 10 runs again tonight against my Indians to come back and win 10-9. to I think it's like the fourth game in the last two weeks where they've scored 10 or more runs. Um, so they are really seeing the ball well. They're crushing it right now. So, you know, kudos to them. You know, they're not going to contend in this division. At some point, you're going to see Cleveland, I believe, pull away with it and I think most people believe that but listen I mean the injury bug has hit Cleveland and it's hit it pretty hard you know our bullpen in Cleveland is dismantled right now a lot of people didn't really consider the loss of Brian Shaw in the offseason with him going to Colorado as that big of a deal and it was a big deal you know this man saw more action as a bullpen pitcher than anyone in baseball over the last three years. And yes, he's struggling with Colorado this year, but he is he was such a pivotal part of that bullpen. And anyone who's paying attention right now to Cleveland knows that these these bullpens have been the reason why the Indians are losing. You know, they're three and seven in their last ten. They had another five run lead tonight in which they blew. Andrew Miller came off the DL today Gave up a two-run homer to, I believe, Perez, which ended up winning the game. Um, so just another game in the last couple of weeks that was blown. Um, so, you know, their bullpen is is getting roughed up right now. Their starting pitching hasn't been as great as the season started off. Their bats are, are very weak right now. They are starting to pick it up a little bit, behind, uh, you know, in hitting and, and stuff, but I mean, Cleveland just looks like they're in a funk right now. And, you know, at some point, like I said, I do think you're going to see them pull away from that. And um, and mainly I say that I'm so confident about that because of their division they're in. I mean, they really have no threat towards them. The only threat I would even say would be Minnesota, who's sitting at 15 and 18 right now. I think you will see them pick it up. A little bit as the season goes on. But there's just really no competition in the AL Central. The White Sox are sitting at 9-26 and right now. They're not going to be in contention at all for this division. The Royals are not going to be in contention. Um, Detroit is one of those teams you can't ever count out. But I just don't see it. You know. Um, and... That's the only reason why I feel so confident that Cleveland, if you go up and down the AL Central and you look at the lineups and you look at the pitching staff, Cleveland beats every other team in that division, and not by just a little bit, but by a lot. That's why you're going to see them run away with the, with the division. Talent's going to end up winning at some point in the season. 
Michael Brantley is off to a terrific start. You know, it's so good to see him healthy and hitting like he can. Um, you know, but you have people like Ian Carcion and, and Kipnis who are really, really struggling. Jose Ramirez is off to another great start. I believe he started out the season something like 0 for 27 or 0 for 28. He's got his average all the way up to almost 300 now. He's third in the AL in home runs at 11. You know, so you're seeing the players you thought were going to perform well really perform well. And you're seeing those players you thought, well, you know what? They got to have a good comeback year this year. Well, they're not. You know, Kipnis is struggling. He's hitting 177. You know, the Indians need him to pick that up. And Carcion, he's hitting, you know, he's hitting home runs at his normal rate, but his batting average has dropped a lot. Something you are getting out of the Indians is depth or hitting in the catching position, which we really haven't seen in Cleveland in the last few years. Jan Gomes is over 250 this year in his batting average, so that's that's really good for him. Both of the Cleveland Indians catchers, him and Perez, you know, they, they're so used to hitting under 200, and it's just been such a sore spot for the Indians for for the last few years, so it's really good to see, you know, Jan stepping it up this year and, and hitting like he can. But off of them, you know, I don't want to talk about the Indians too much because I am a homer. Uh, you know, and by the way, guys, I had such a blast with the Columbus Clippers. Um, if you guys haven't got to check that out, I'll post it again on the Out of the Pen Twitter page. You know, I got to go up to their AAA organization in Columbus, Ohio, and um, go kind of behind the scenes. And I got to go down in the locker room and, and have a have an interview with Ken Snocky, who's their GM. It was just an awesome experience, an awesome time. You know, they're actually hosting the AAA All-Star Game this year and the AAA National Championship Game. So the ballpark is wonderful. If you guys are ever driving through Columbus, Ohio, make sure to stop and watch a game. And like I said, I'll post those interviews again um, on the Twitter page so everyone can see them. But, you know, Francisco Mihai, uh, or I'm sorry, Francisco Mejia, um, who is the AAA catcher. You know, he's rated as sixth best prospect in baseball. You are going to see him this year at some point come up for the Indians and catch a few games. You know, they already have two catchers, which is kind of the how how many catchers can you have on your team, you know. So if Roberto Perez does not start to pick it up, you're going to see Mejia come up and kind of replace Perez, I think. But... You know, moving on from the Indians, um, you know, the Twins, they're they're an interesting team. They've only given up 147 runs this year, guys. I mean, their pitching staff is doing what they need them to do. The problem is, is they're not hitting the ball. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. They've scored 147 runs and gave up 166 which is still really good. I mean, you're talking about Cleveland as one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. They've also given up given up 166 runs. And the Detroit Tigers have only gave up 167. So, I mean, pitching in the AL Central is pretty decent this year. It's just no one is hitting the ball. And it's going to be that first team that starts hitting the ball that's going to kind of run away with the division. And Cleveland has that pop and that power that you're going to see do that in Lindor. 
Jose Ramirez and Carcion, Yonder Alonso, you know, all these players are eventually going to pick it up and they're going to start hitting and they're going to run away with the division because the rest of the lineups in Minnesota, Detroit, Kansas City, and Chicago have very weak lineups for the most part. So that's where you're going to start to see them run away with the division. And, and, you know, in my opinion, I'd love Eric to be on the show to be able to fight that with me, but I don't think he would too much. Um, You know, we did have a Twitter topic this week, guys, which I'm pretty excited about. It's from at Rodney Clark Jr. And his Twitter remark is, With the likes of Gabe Kabler, Aaron Boone, Alex Cora getting manager jobs this year, is this a new trend or a fad? Is this concept of paying your dues now past? Well, you know, I love this question, first of all, and thank you for bringing it up, uh, Rodney. And I tend to agree with you, honestly. You know, teams are really going towards previous players with no managerial experience. It hasn't suited too well, but, you know, owners want people who have played the game in the managerial spot. They always have, but usually you would see them, you know, coach down in the minors or, you know, manage a minor league team or start out as an assistant you know, something like that before you're going to see them, you know, move up to the manager spot. Sandy Alomar Jr. in Cleveland is a prime example of that. And, um, you know, he's been a uh, first base coach for the Indians for many years now and played in Cleveland for a very long time. And, you know, you just didn't see it 10 years ago seeing a team just taking a player who maybe just retired five, ten years ago and has never managed the game, and boom, your manager. You know, it is a trending thing. I don't agree with it. I think that there are many, many experienced coaches out there who deserve to be coaching in the major leagues that aren't because they're being replaced by these players with no managerial experience. And baseball is a game of dues. Um, you're absolutely right, Rodney. I think that you should have to pay your dues before you get into a manager position. But, you know, you see this in basketball a lot now, too. You know, uh, Jason Kidd and Derek Fisher and, uh, you know, uh, just to name a few. Patrick Ewing just got a job with Georgetown last year with no managerial ex- Well, he had ma- he had been an assistant coach in, in the NBA, so I take that back. But, you know... Um, it's it's kind of not only in baseball, but it's kind of becoming a theme with all sports. Um, these managers are going straight after players who just retire or maybe retired five, ten years ago. Um, been sitting up in the broadcast booth for ESPN and all of a sudden they're a manager or, you know, a head coach in the NBA. So it's not something that I necessarily agree with. But it's something I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of it. I, there has to be something that these owners see, you would think, in order to risk their franchise on that. But, you know, I don't see it. But out of those players, I mean, Aaron Boone, uh, you know, I think is a great fit in New York. You know, um, he he's coaching them up pretty well right now. You know, I, I'm kind of eating my words right now with what I was saying about them missing the playoffs as soon as I said that they ring off something like 18 out of 20 so I'm looking pretty foolish still but you know it can work it absolutely can work because look to be a manager 
you're not playing the game right. I mean, you're setting up the lineups, you're you're setting up the pitching staffs, and sure, it's a lot of work. Uh, you know, I'm making a little out to be a little easier than what it actually is, but if you know baseball, like these players know baseball, who spent 15, 20 years in the majors. They've been around it their entire lives. They know what they're doing. You know, I can promise you that. Um, But me, if I'm sitting as an owner, I want someone who has not only played the game, but has managed the game for 10, 15 years before I'm going to put them in charge of my franchise. But you know what? Owners don't agree with that nowadays for the most part. Owners want these players that have played for 15, 20 years and fresh out of it. And they want their input and and so be it, I guess, I guess that's the way it's going to be in baseball, you know, anyone who watches baseball knows how much it's changed over the last several years, so I don't think there's any argument there, so this is just another change, Rodney, you know, I'm with you, I think that if you're going to hire someone, they should have to pay their dues, but that's just not how owners are seeing it now, and another aspect of that too is money, right, I mean, a lot of these player coaches you could say are often cheaper than going out and getting a Terry Francona or you know uh, these big name managers that you have to pay a lot of money for so you know Aaron Boone's never had a job as a manager so you're not going to have to pay him as much as someone that's been uh, managing a team for 20 years so money is definitely another aspect of it but you know what, guys, I, I want to say thank you guys again for listening and showing us so much love, not only on Anchor and iTunes, but on Twitter and all the social media outlets. You know, all of us can't thank you enough. You know, make sure to check us out on Twitter at out of the pen underscore TS. Definitely check out Trackstar Sports. There's so much great stuff out on there, man. Uh, not just baseball, but NBA, football, soccer, everything you guys can think of. You know, so check them out on Twitter at Trackstar Sport. You can find Eric on Twitter at Eric Boston Three, and you can find me at, on Twitter at Ryan Cameron Twenty Two. So make sure to get on there, follow us, like us, tell your friends about it, guys. Have them listen to the show. Um, you know, make sure next week to put in your your Twitter topics so we can get another one going. Eric and I will both be on the show next week, so make sure to tune in for that. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode solo with me tonight, and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys, and uh, go Tribe.